Hello and welcome to You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. Before we get started, if you like the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you use. It really helps other folks find us. If you'd like to be a guest, recommend a game, or just say hi, you can find me on Twitter at notalone underscore horror, or email me at youarenotalonepod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Last episode, I was joined by Vlad Temper, the designer of No Man Hills, a supernatural horror game about exploring a city in which you are a stranger and completely alone. In the first half of the game, we met Lewis, who's taking a tour around Europe after the death of his father. Due to a disruption in the train line, Lewis found himself unexpectedly in the French city of Trévillon. Strangely, Despite the unexpected nature of his visit, Lewis found a hotel reservation under his name when he arrived. Lewis had a number of strange encounters involving an unusual hand sign. Lewis learned it was the sign of God, and only those who had seen it before could recognize it. As Lewis thought about how he had seen someone at the hospital his father was at make it, he realized that a man with a strange and familiar tattoo was charging at him. Let's jump in. So, the thing is, someone is running to you from the street, and then, as like flashing your mind, you recognize in the uh, under the left ear of this person a little blue tattoo that had. The concert from the hotel so you know they are the same people that knew your name from the hotel and they're running to you what are you doing louise uh, i think i know your acceptance yeah that's right ah uh, that uh, that might change things it's getting closer. Yeah, I think Luis is torn whether he he like he feels like he should run because there's this weird warning from the the server at the restaurant. But then like so much of this is still so weird and he understands so little of this. That I think that like Luis is going to let this person approach, and if it looks like they're going to like attack him, he's gonna like potentially defend himself or run. But like he doesn't know for sure that this, this person is attacking him, so like he kind of wants to just see what's happening. A die for your bank of acceptance, and you are going to define this person. I want to see if it's a very dangerous world, or not. I have no idea till you can... I think you cannot die from the bank of acceptance, and you are denying the idea of it can be harmful to you. So there's uh, two or three dice you choose. Uh... I'm going to risk it here and hold on to the die in my pool and just roll two dice. 
let's see. I must say you are having some such a good rolls tonight. Yeah, my rolls are. This is the way that horror games go for me, though. Is like everything goes real well in the beginning, uh, and then once like shit gets real, I will start to roll terribly. So we'll see if this continues. I I highly doubt it will. So that's uh, a success. You can choose uh, two of the levels and you begin. All right. Um, I think uh, the first thing I want to do is define the potential. And again, like I think uh, Luis is really interested in answers here. So I want to say that this this concierge has potential for answers. Nice. Now I'm going to choose the status. This person is frightened as hell. All right. And then what is a good name for this person? I should have pulled this up earlier. I am just going to pull up a list of French names. If you want, I'm going to give uh, him a name. If you say he has a name, I give him him a name. If uh, yeah, you can do that. That you you have more familiarity with this than I do. Thibault. Thibault. It's a white guy having blue eyes and running near to you with uh, the panic drawn in his face and he picks up you from your shoulders. You're here, Luis. You must hide. You must hide already. Come with me. Um. Oh, okay. And I think despite my, my better judgment, in the moment, like the, the fright on his face is enough for for me to be like, all right, I'll, I'll I will at least follow you. Okay. For now. So he leads you into an, a building next to you. It's a, a living building. He inter- enters a coat into the door, and that is open. He looks uh, right and left, as like he's been. A, under a persecution from the police, or maybe it is cult. Who knows? And then you get into some classic uh, French uh, building. is old with uh, the food in the, in the stairs, and the lightning is not very, very, very intense. He drives you into the third stage and then in behind every big door he makes a code something like uh, some knocks on the door and then someone opens the door and you get into you are with Daniel right now I remind you when you are here a, a woman a black woman is uh, there Saying to you, she has the same tattoo, the blue tattoo under the, the, the left ear, 
and she says to the the guy, "Qu'est-ce qu'il fait là? Qu'est-ce que t'as? Qu'est-ce que t'as dans la tête comme clarinet ici? You do not understand what that you're saying, but that another one answers in English. We must protect him. They have already found him. La the 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 woman answers now in English. If they have found him, they can find the house. Do you understand what have you made? What are you doing, Louise? I I think that Louise is in this moment kind of just baffled by everything that's happening. Uh, and these two people like that are obviously talking about him, but not really including him in the conversation. I think he kind of like shrinks in on himself a little bit and just like uh, confusedly watches them continue to talk. Okay, so she looks at you and asks you, "Do you know what is happening or not?" I I know I know that there's some kind of religion or cult or something in this town uh in that I am somehow connected to it and I don't know how uh and I don't know why and I am very confused. Okay. So you have not been informed what happened with your father. I have not. Um, I mean, I know he died in a car crash. A car crash? Who has said to you that it was a car crash? I mean, I heard it on my... in, in my voicemail. I just finally... Feel the got up the nerve to delete that voicemail, uh, but I still hear it every night when I go to sleep. Uh, I heard uh, the car slam into a tree, and I heard my father yell and cough, and then and and then the voicemail cut off. So, so you received this call and you thought it was a crash car and everybody said to you it was a crash car. That's it. Yeah, that, that's right. That's what everyone at the hospital said. And the guy, the people, ask you, do you want to know the truth or not? I... I don't know. Uh, I didn't realize there was truth to be known here. Uh, and I was just on vacation, and this seems... Uh, it's not a great time for me to learn that there's truth. Are you pulling my leg? Do you come here? Precisely here? Très bien. In only vacations? After okay, do, do you know who your father he was? I mean, I know he was 
uh, a professor. Um, that's that's really all I knew. It seems like you're uh, you're saying that there was more to that. Okay, so you can you can know the truth, but I print you. It's going to be painful. You can choose, or you can fly away from Trevian and never come back again. I guess if there's truth to be known, I I want to know. Perfect. So they they lead you to a room. It's a a, a living room from a very very little apartment. It's a yes a a kitchen a, a kitchen it. So little kind of uh, fire to to cook in it even and uh, no TV no phones very old uh, and uh, ugly uh, paint paper on the walls and uh, from uh, a very 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 old desk it's uh, get out a lot of papers in it this year okay so you're going to see the the, the dossier with the name of your father on it and I think there's a lot of hesitation I don't think that I, I, I still not quite ready to accept that there's there's some weird truth that I need to know that like my father is more than just a professor or was more than just a professor, but at the same time, there's this dossier there. Uh, and I think that it finally kind of gets the best of me, uh, and I pick it up, and I open it. So, as you begin to read the papers, you can see all the academical CV from your father you know already. But you see, too, there's a lot of points highlighted. These points are talking about old cultures, old religions, radical cults, and how your father was a specialist. And then you come on, you begin to, to read about some kinds of uh, missions they have accomplished against a known as a radical cult and you begin to understand your father was not the man you thought he was and this is going to make you some kind of pain so this is a deal with the pain move okay all right as we are as we are in calm this is going to make only one point of damage. Your your HP are six. You have only six HP. If you get six damage points, you are dead. But it's going to make only one if you cannot achieve to avoid it with this move. All right. You have accepted. So one die for an acceptation, it's free 
you cannot add the one from the bank so you roll two dice all right so two dice and you have not the shield you have not anything all right this is the result six hundred five yep oh damn it you are pretty good rolls today <laughs> Apparently, this is this digital dice roller is the only digital dice roller that likes me. Normally, it uh, does not like me. That's the reason <laughs> I made a system without DM rolling. I, I I understand that feeling very well. So you have two choices from the the move. The move allows you to avoid one point of damage and choose it several times to get something from the reason of the pain and to make a lot of pain to the thing you are dealing with. So here you can use one of them to avoid all the all the damage you were getting and then you can choose to make a lot of pain to the dossier if you want or to, uh, to get something from it. I think so. I'll choose to avoid the one point of damage and then I will choose to take something from it. Okay. What you're taking from it is another clue. Okay? The clue is very simple. Your father were a part of international kind of organization dedicated to eradicate every kind of radical cult. All right. And now you are anger. You are rage. I feel like that that makes a lot of sense as as uh, emotional progression goes. What are you doing with this information, Louis? You now you can relate the two clues and get to another piece of the puzzle you need from the cow. If you want to. Yeah, I think that's probably a good move right now. Um, Because there's this kind of dawning realization that knowing already that there's this connection between this whatever religion is here and my father. uh, And the fact that now I know that he very specifically fault groups like the one that seems to be in this town, like that, that relation makes sense particularly with the fact that i just transitioned over to anger and that kind of realization that this organization probably had something to do with his death um so yeah i think relating those clues makes sense okay nice how do you feel about being the last person to know who your father was Uh, i mean i think very angry um not just at whoever like it's it sounds like now it's been hinted at that like this was his death was not an accident so like very angry at whoever killed him potentially but also at like the rest of my family who like who knew this and who kept this from me so if you destroy the dossier i'm giving you a die to rate I think that's a fair. I think I, I, I will take that. So, Tipu and the woman 
tried to prevent you to destroy all the dossier. What are you doing? You are mad. And uh, take you to another room, a bedroom with a very dirty bed where you are uh, kept by people who must uh, go over you to avoid you to, to begin to, to, to finish to destroy every, every trace of it. Uh, every hint of uh, your father's past, and then you can roll. And I feel some kind of uh, self-deception. If you want to, I mean, you're the last one to know everything about your father. If you want to have one day from depression, I can give you one day from depression now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that there's. The anger is the surface emotion, but that anger comes from a lot of deeper emotions. And I think that idea, like depression, that idea of how how have people kept this from me for this long? So you can build the puzzle with three dice if you spent the one die from rage. All right. Yeah, I will spend that. So that's three dice. Oh, so it's a five, two, two. Okay. Now, you can choose one of the three. You make not yourself in danger. You gain, uh, you just find the, the puzzle, or you get a hint from another clue, but you don't need more clues. You have already the two pieces of the puzzle you need. So the, what do you want? To define the piece of the puzzle or to prevent it to be in danger now? I think that, I think I will I will not put myself in danger. As much as I love leaving myself open to danger when that's an option, uh, this feels like a moment where it's good to choose not putting myself in danger. Okay, so I'm defining the pieces of the puzzle, and it's very simple. Your father was killed by the cult from Trevian. Now... You have the two pieces from the cow. The storm, another kind of the city, is not yet triggered. But there is one mechanics to force it when you do not need to be in calm. So you have to the right to break the clock. If you break the clock, we are going to enter into the storm right now. And for the narrative, I think it's a very good moment if you want to. And you are going to face uh, the northern face of the city. And if you don't want that, if you prefer to to go on in this part of the city, we'll be there till the clock uh, hints uh, the end. Now, I think I agree with you. That, like from a narrative perspective, thinking about this as like a movie or a story, like this feels like the exact moment where things blow up. So, as you look at Thibaut, you realize he was doing something at your arm. And when you look at your arm, he was injecting something into your vein. Sorry, he says, it was only to keep you calm. And his voice came from very, very, very far away. You're getting more and more asleep and everything is getting in a very soft and 
nice anesthesia deal. It's not the truth. You awake, you wake up in very strange, and everything around you is different thing. The walls are rotting as you see into them. They are not made of flesh, but they are rotting. The smell of the death hints your nose like a hammer. You are in the bed, but it's not at all the same bed you were when the anesthetic sleep came. This is a twisted, strange, metallic thing, roused up with spines. And uh, if you dare to look to the roof, you will see it is not a lamp or light, but what seems an eye looking at you with the feeling of fright, making the pupil to be small. What are you doing, Louis? I think the first thing that happens is Louise kind of just like rolls over in the bed and throws up. I think between the drugs and this smell of rot and death and this strange thing and this eye, it's all just too much and like immediately just uh, I am sick all over the bed. That's that's normal. I'd make something similar if it would be you, Louis. Let me remind you there were a nigger from your past from the clue the hospital made the sign. Do you remember? I do. So, as you do that, if you're sick on the bed, I imagine you on four and looking at the bed to avoid the regard of the eye. And then you see your hand and strangely enough, you have no more the forefinger and the middle finger from your right hand. They are not there. But there's not a a scar or this not a, a a bloody vault simply they are not there as like they have never been what are you doing I, I look is it both hands or just the one hand just the right hand i i i think like i, I i'm looking at the hand and like trying to remember if if that is something that I like something I've been those fingers are something I've been imagining all this time or if maybe they weren't there and 
maybe that's just normal. And I think that like that kind of snaps me back into like, all right, I'm here. I need to figure out what's going on. Right now, you are running, bargaining. I must give you a choice. If you choose to give me those fingers and the memories of those fingers, I'm giving you a die. I like that. I yeah. I think I think you can have them. So you've never had these two fingers. You did never have them. Your hand. Why have been ages from your hand had these two two fingers? What's happening here? What are you doing, Louis? Are you exploring this? Yeah, I think. I think I finally like steal my resolve and look at the eye. And the eye is the eye of your father. And is the eye of your father the day he cut off your fingers? Are you dealing with this pain? How are you dealing with this pain? That is a good question. Um, I think that in this moment, uh, this might be a complete and utter fabrication. This might be a lie, but I think that in in my mind, I'm telling myself like. If my father took these fingers, there had to be a good reason for it. I don't know what that reason is, but I'm not going to figure it out just laying here in the bed being sick. Okay. So you're accepting and you have a die from bargaining uh, on your bank. You can roll three dice for dealing with the pain. But I must prevent you. This is no more to kill. This is the storm. Things in the storm makes at least two points of damage, and this has echoes from your past that makes one extra point of damage, that makes three points of damage, and this is the, the half of your life. All right, uh, that is... So I will definitely spend that die, so I'm rolling three. All right, so let's... Okay, that's the person succeeds. That makes you only one choice. I'm going to be a nice team with you. <laughs> you have a free name. If you can find something to give the name of a shield, a shield for these emotional pain you will be able to have an extra choice in this move so i i like the idea that maybe and it, i they're probably gross because this room is very gross but like maybe uh somewhere visible in the room there is like a pair of gloves that i can grab and put on and like that will help block out at least the visual concept that these fingers are missing 
hey, that's a very, very clever way to to use this name. So that's a shield. You can choose two from the move. Prevent one point of damage. You can choose it several times. And taking something from those one is making you pain. You can get the echo from your past. So I think if I get to choose two, I am going to choose avoid damage once. Okay. To put me at two damage. That's it. And then uh, I think I want to take something from this thing causing me pain. So, as the eye is saying to you, it close itself, it's an eye, and then a tear comes from the roof on your glove. This tear is, uh, is not transparent, it's red as if it is blood, but it's not blood, you, you can understand it, but you don't know how. And the glove is now red. And then you can face this moment of your past as soon as we solve some little thing here. So your depression now. And the storm has a very special rule. Every time you get a damage in the storm, you attract the creatures from the storm. And the creatures from the storm are, are creatures, they are not human. Even if some of them want to make you think they are humans, that's the truth. And you should define it before we can go on with this so there's something that has to always the, the eye is closed there's something that gets into the room you are what are you doing to let me know how we're going to define it so I, I what I'm doing I think is like as soon as the eye closes and I kind of feel in that moment not safe but safer um i think i i immediately kind of trying to find a way out of this room nice so you try to to run away that's very interesting and uh, you find something that blocks your runaway in a kind of uh, uh I, I cannot uh, say to you what is it, because we have not defined it till you are running away from this. I am giving you only the, the day of Daniel, so it's two days if you want acceptance of one day from the bank, so you can use it or not as you want. Yeah, I think I will use that die because I want. I think in this moment, like, especially like I, I imagine that like I, I haven't seen these creatures, but like I can hear 
some sign of it. And like my immediate gut reaction is just, I need to be out of this, this place. Yeah. Uh, so I will spend that die and roll three. Nice. So you can only choose one. Okay. Again, I'm going to be very nice to you because this is the first time you play the game. The creatures from the storm, if they have not a name, they are not able to be damaged because they can be everything and they can make extra damage. Okay? So, I'm not going to choose. It has no name. I'm going to let you decide if you want this or not. I'm going to choose the potential. It has echoes from your past. That means it's dangerous, but it means it's worthy to interact with it. Okay? Now, if you want it to have a name, you have to the right to give it the name you want and it's going to define it and give it some shape okay if you want to give him a status you give it a status and it's going to have no name all right i i think i will give it a name uh what is that name some examples from another runs I have already had with the creatures. They've been named after characters from the past of the of the main character. Here it can be to called father as some kind of concept. Silence, guilty, things like that are okay. Dog, bird are two some good options. I like that. Let me hmm. What do I do like the idea of tying it into into my past in some way? Fingers can be a good option. Oh, that is a good option. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I like that a lot. And fingers are morning. That's the, the state of the fingers. They are morning. So as you get into the room, you see your missing fingers, or what should be your missing fingers. They are crawling to you. They are together sticked by some kind of net of uh, vessels um, and meat. And they are crawling to you. The snails are are grown, are and hard as, as some kind of the uh, seashell, and they are getting closer and closer and closer. What are you doing, Luis? Your acceptance now. I was gonna. That was just what I was going to ask. Oh, I don't love. <laughs> The the meta part of my mind does not love this decision. Uh, but I think with being in acceptance and knowing that these were once my fingers and that they are mourning, uh, I feel like 
in this weird moment of like I should be running everything is just the worst right now but I think that despite that I am going to go and see if I can find a way to comfort these fingers that are crawling towards me. You take them gently with your left hand, and you can't feel from them the will to come back to you. So if you want to have your fingers back, you will have them back. Do I get... This is a question I didn't expect to be asking today. Do I get the impression, like, are they mourning because they want to come back? Yeah. Okay. I think if that's the case, because, like, in my mind, at least, Lewis has essentially, in a weird sort of way, like, I don't think of these as my fingers because they were removed and, like, I lost the memories of them. But if, if what they need for comfort is to return then I think I would let them come back. So, the glove you wear tears up uh, at the point of your of the two fingers and uh, these two new fingers get into your hand and you can feel how some kind of root-like vessels are growing into your your hand to get them attached. And I think if it is not staining your hands in the mystery, I don't know how to define it. So, <laughs> yeah, that seems uh, that seems accurate. And you have one die from acceptance, of course. So you can roll two dice, and you can. Try to sell me your your bargaining with your lost memories to have a day from bargaining. So it would be three dice in standing the hands with mystery. Yeah, I feel like with bargaining, it's weird that this is all happening so quickly, but like in the last few moments, I feel like Lewis has reforged these memories of like not having fingers and like realizing that the, his fingers have been gone all this time. And so I, I feel like with bargaining, I, I am giving up this new set of memories that I just established. Perfect. As a way of kind of accommodating these fingers so that like, they don't feel like, like they feel like they belong. Because if they rejoin and I have all of these memories of not having them, it would be bad for them. <laughs> Let's know. All right, so three dice. Okay, so you can have one ego from your past, or two, and having one point of pain if you want. But you have already one ego from your past. You only need to face the two of them in separate moves to finish the game. Okay, and I'm at two points of pain. So yeah, I feel like just the one for right now. 
is probably my best choice. Perfect. Now, you are Daniel again, and you have two echoes from your past. You can face them, one echo, and then another one, and then you will finish the game. So simple. Yeah, all right, I guess... uh... I guess let's let's try to face that first one. The first one is to echo from your father cutting off your fingers. Yeah, I feel like that's that is a perfect one to face right now with my my fingers kind of regrowing and rejoining my body in the like confusion of Within like a 10 minute span of time, both having to remember that I never had fingers, uh, and then all of a sudden I have them again. So that seems like a perfect moment to deal with this. Fine. So, acceptance and bargaining? Yeah, why not? You can roll three dice. All right, let's see. How this goes. Okay. What do you want? To define the piece of the puzzle? To avoid me making you in danger? Or to having hints of a new ego from your past? So I think... I feel like... This is also a very good moment to put myself in danger. So I definitely don't want to pick not putting myself in danger. Perfect. So you can... I guess... I guess I will define the puzzle piece, but I need to think about what... Okay. As you're defining this, you are facing a memory you decided to forget. It's related to the moment your father... Cut your fingers off, so you can decide why he did that. What happened really in this moment? So I think that it was... I think I was fairly young. Not like newborn, but like maybe eight or nine years old. And I was was late coming home from school. And my father got very worried, and he came to find me. And when he found me, he realized that the reason I was late was I was—I I got ca- caught up talking to someone that had like come up to me in the street and just started talking to me. And my father immediately recognized them as a member of this cult. And over the next like x period of time uh he realized that like this cult not only was coming for him but they were coming for me and in sort of like a moment of mania thought that the best way to protect me from this cult was to remove the two fingers that are used to make the sign of the cult so the truth is the call to try to contact you with a child. That's it. Yes. Perfect. 
and as you realize this you hear a voice behind you coming from the room the voice of your father saying those fingers these fingers are mine and you can hear the sound of a great eggs stuck in on the food what are you doing <laughs> i think so i think i'm starting to move away from the sound the the plan starts as i just need to run but i think the fact that it's my father's voice makes it so that I like I have to at least I have to stop and look back. You are half uh, getting to rate as you have already made twice the cycle. You've gained one XP for every playbook. So when you are playing four pieces of the puzzle, every two XP experience points, you get an advanced move. So for Daniel, I have not proposed that to you because you were doing quickly to, to facing the confront past. But from right, you have two moves abled. One of them is get stained of blood. When you get a stain of blood, you get an extra die. And the other one is destroyed what is built when you have to correct we put the correct uh, tool, you can open a secret hole in something or someone. So maybe you're interested to have this second one, advanced move. Yeah, that is, that sounds, that definitely sounds interesting. So you are able to open a secret hole if you have the correct tool, but what a correct tool means can change a lot. I have already some groups that used a, a iron stick to open a hole in a machine and another one to use drags to open the, a hole in the resistance of a person. Okay. I will, I will think about that. As this might, uh, it might come up very soon. But yeah, so, so like I said, I think I, I want to, I want, I want to run, but before I run, I, I need to look back and see what's coming. It's your father, but you can see the, the food from the eggs he has on his hands are grown around the hands and the arms and has going into the, the, the skin and there are some of the roots going out outside their, the eyes. And that's hunting uh, you. Yeah, what do I... I'm trying to think about how Lewis feels about this in this moment. So yeah, I think when I see that and I see like with how alien it is, how how un 
like how it looks like my father, but there's enough of this this weirdness, this awfulness to it. I think I, I turn back now and continue to try and find a way out of this room. Okay, you get into some uncomfortable, maze-like amount of rooms. You get into one room and then you get out and you get into the same room and uh, ups down and your phone is still hunting you. You are lost in a weird kind of uncomprehensible uh, Escher-like building. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. So for for this rage move, do I do I give you a pitch as to like what I'm thinking the tool is, or do I tell you where I want to open the hole and you tell me what the tool is? Both, as you want. Okay. Because my thought is in this kind of surreal, awful body horror moment that maybe there is a way to open a hole in my father. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Potentially using the sign of the cult that I can now make since I have my fingers. That makes sense perfectly. So I, I, I stop running and let him catch up to me. And then he have his aches about to give you a hit. And then what are you doing? I think I, I reach out in this glove that's stained with, you know, it looks like blood, but maybe isn't blood. I put my hand out and I make this sign of the cult. Uh, and kind of try to press it into his chest. And then his chest opens as like it was a door. And then you can find the fear from your father to you to be something more dangerous than the cult. And this thing stops because it's made of food. It cannot move. And I think, like, I just take a breath and I'm, like, standing in front of this this form. And I think, like, the grotesqueness of it reminds me of, like, the last moments of my father's life in that bed after the car crash. All the damage that had been done by the accident. Okay. So now you have some moment of calm. You can face the last ache from your past. All right, let's let's do it. This is where it all goes south. Okay, if you have nothing more to say, you can roll one die. Unless you can sell me you are using another kind of pulsing here of playbook. Yeah, I don't think I have anything in mind. So we're just going to roll one die and see how it goes. Okay, so it's the end 
and you have only one thing to choose but hey you are not going to get in danger we're finishing we do not need more echoes from your past you define the last piece of the puzzle so what what echo of the past was this what's the echo related to your fingers what did your fingers tell you as a secret when they came back so i think i think it's as simple as as the fingers regrew and as those roots of the fingers started to kind of plant themselves in my hand it was just a, as simple as this realization that there had to have been a reason that I came to this town. There had to be a reason for me to find Travion. And I think it was in that moment of kind of becoming whole again that I realized that like, it must be that someone needs to continue my father's work and that like whatever whatever it was that brought me here brought me here to help me learn this truth okay that's a good one so you have here to learn the truth from your father but uh, that's okay that's one of the pieces of the puzzle. We have already the puzzle finished. We are going to roll one die. If it is one, two, three, it's going to be me who decide what are you really doing in this city. If it's four, five, six, it's you. Okay? Looking at the whole puzzle. Okay. So I'm going to remind you the puzzle. There's a secret religion based on Trevian. Your father was killed from the cult from Trevian. The cult tried to contact you when you were a child, and you are here to finish your father's work. Okay? Or to find out what your father was. More or less. Okay? Okay. So now, you roll one die, and we're going to see if it is you or me who decide what are you doing in the city. Alright. So I've got roll one. It's me. <laughs> Alright. So, when you wake up, Tibo and the woman are looking at you. Their faces are full of fear. How did you do that? You know perfectly their meaning. You made grow up your missing fingers. Because, you say, I'm the chosen one. There were a prophecy about the child to be the chosen one from the God. The God of the meat. And you were this child. Your father thought you were being tangled by the cult and used by them, so he cut off your fingers 
trying to avoid the cold to be near to you. Now you're complete and you can finish the work from your father because as chosen one you can rebuild the good or destroy them and you have made already decision. It's been Norman Hills. Thank you very much for your play. Ah, that was that. This game is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, you're welcome. This, I, I, everything about this was so much fun. Um, and just the way I really love, particularly, and like I'm sure this works, like works as a multiplayer game, but I really like cycling through the emotions in the like one-on-one version just from a role-playing perspective it's really interesting to think about like all right this is what i want to do but like what what playbook is active right now uh and how would that influence the decision i'm actually going to make i like a lot what you're saying because uh as a multiplayer, it works perfectly too, in a very different way. But uh, these feelings are only possible in the one-to-one playing. Yeah, and that's cool. I I love that. It, and it, with a lot of games, and I like I've played a lot of games with many players, and I've played a lot of games one-on-one. And uh, most of the time, the game feels very similar in both of those scenarios and the fact that this is a game that like I can imagine how it plays out with multiple players and like it does it it must feel different but it works right and I love that idea that you get a very different experience of the game depending on how many people are playing it yeah uh, so did you like the the story we built up uh, together I did. I really, I, I liked Lewis's story and I liked, uh, I liked the way you twisted it at the end for the final narrative of, you know, what, what is Lewis going to do uh, with this new knowledge of being the chosen one? Um, but I, I love the way it, it constructs clues and combines those clues into puzzle pieces and how many like how many different ways could it have possibly gone depending on you know how you connect those clues and how you connect the final puzzle pieces it's just it's such an awesome way to build that narrative um and i love the story that that came out of it thank you very much and uh, one last question i ask everyone do you feel like teaming uh, it being the aim of this kind of game? Oh yeah, I would I would love. I mean, I when it comes to horror, I'm used to being the DM and it's been like a weird turn recently where the last couple of you are not alone episodes I've been the player, which has been fun, but yeah, I would I would love to DM this game sometime. I think it would be a lot of fun the way it feels like the tools you've built as GM. It seems like a really interesting game to run. Thank you very much for this opportunity. It's great to meet you. Yeah, it was so wonderful to to get to play a game with you. I'm really excited to see what happens with this. And I'm even more excited now to get my hands on uh, Bloodstained Hands.
So thank you so much for bringing this game on. Uh, it was really fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you to Vlad Temper for joining us to play his amazing game, No Man Hills. And thank you to you for listening. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join us on May 14th when we start a game of Heroic Chord with the designer Kat McDonald. Until then, remember that you are strong. You are beautiful. And you are not alone. Down.